0: And welcome to the NSP Nutrition Show. I'm Armin Eckelbarger.
1: I'm Frank Mills. Welcome to the show. Uh, and I'm excited to get started this week. Today, Armin and I, we're going to be talking about how Vince, how did Vince build great physiques without heavy compound lifts? So we'll mm-hmm. talk about that in the first part of the show. In the next part of the show, we'll talk about the difference between fish and cod liver oil. Uh, so. A lot of people, including myself there for a while, thought it was the exact same thing. Hmm, so we'll see. All right, so uh, before we get started, I just want to let everybody know about the contest, Armin, because we've gotten a lot of feedback, and we appreciate that, but after talking about it, we wanted to make sure that we gave everybody a fair shot, because we kind of announced it and didn't do any build-up for it, so the... What we decided on is a deadline september the 14th that's wednesday Mm -hmm. uh midnight so get your suggestions in by then and uh you know the nsp brain trust i guess armin whatever will decide on what the best topic was and then we'll announce our winner on next week's show So then you can do that through support at nspnutrition.com.
0: If you just want to email it in, that's a real simple way to do it. Or just comment on the shows. You know, I'll check that as well. Uh, So that's another easy way to do it too. So for those people who are, you know, hey, I got a good idea. I'd like to learn more about whatever that topic is.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. There's a lot of ways to contact us. uh, If you want to text, if you want... To email us, you can scan those QR codes as well. So yes, um,
2: yes you can.
1: yeah. So so there's a lot of ways to get that topic in, and uh, we'll like I said, we'll announce our winner next week. So we're excited about that. And again, everybody who has submitted a topic or a suggestion, we appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have looked at some. We're not. Done, we haven't decided yet, so yeah, get your topics in. Even if you've already sent one already, you have another one, send it in. Hey, you know, you never know, right? Yeah, we really appreciate it. So any effort you have, we'll take it. Absolutely. All right, let me get my other earbud in and sorry about that. But let's get started. Um, Armin. (laughs) For Vince to build great physiques without heavy compound lifts. I'm sure a lot of people. Are going to be a little surprised by that, but it should be an interesting topic, I think. What do you think?
0: Yeah, I think so. I mean, you know, Vince, uh, he never really suggested heavy compound lifts like bench press, uh, back squats, barbell rows, uh, barbell shoulder press, right? right. uh, And deadlifts. You know, it just wasn't, it's in none of his uh, material. Uh, and he was aware of them, obviously, but uh, I don't think he was real impressed by him, uh, from what I could tell. But hey,
1: <laughs> uh, so what do you think that is, Armin? I mean, I mean, do you think that that from his experience, he just maybe he didn't feel that they were that important, or you know, do you have any thoughts on that? Well, you know, I can't say for sure because you know it, it was something that Vince.
0: He didn't really, he didn't seem to, he seemed to like put some of those exercises down more than they did to uh, Mm -hmm. suggest to to promote them. So I think, in his opinion, though, with all he had learned and what he had seen have happened, you know, Mm -hmm. when you had first Mr. Olympia winner and you've got, you know, he was a physique competitor himself, they didn't do any of those exercises. And he's like, well, they didn't do it. So when they they built a really good, soft physique, he's like, well, why even bother? So I think that was more of, or what he was looking for, and they, since they were compound movements, he was looking for, I think, in my opinion, ways to get a better shape to the physique hmm. to make it look more appealing, but that, uh, that silhouette to it. So that's kind of what my thoughts are, based on how he always talked about training and, and you know doing exercises.
1: Well, I know that we can't ask Vince about his thoughts on it, but we can ask Armin about his thoughts on compound lifts uh armin what do you think well for me when i first got started training you know coming out of you know
0: as a senior in high school and then going to college and all that Mm -hmm. you know i was i was like you know how do you work out so you know you just Mm -hmm. don't know and you know my dad trained so i seen some Mm of the things that he did but you know everything that uh, was in the magazines that and also i started with arnold schwarzenegger encyclopedia of a bodybuilder that all they really talked about was you know the importance of doing compound lifts and uh, to, to get the size and to help build strength uh, so that was kind of like all right well that's what they're doing Okay. because uh, i didn't really know much about vince growing up i mean i had you know later on i learned a few things from him but i never bought any of the materials when i was younger i was just learning for what was available to me at the time mm-hmm. and so you know i can't speak for vince personally but um, I was doing them, and so when I, since I was doing them, didn't really know. Okay, well, how beneficial, not beneficial, that kind of
1: thing at the time. Interesting, interesting. So, do you think they helped?
0: Yeah, I think to to some degree, you really uh, you need some good heavy lifts. Okay, mm-hmm. but at the end of the day, if you think you're just going to do heavy compound lifts. Right. It's like you do get this viewpoint from people that were at one time power lifters and they moved into into bodybuilding and they built the mm-hmm. structure with the powerlifting because of these compound lifts. But at the end of the day, I can tell you right now, you're not going to build a nice high quality physique just doing compound lifts. Now this is my opinion. I mean, the comments mm-hmm. argue that that's fine, but uh, personally there is no way that you're going to do that because uh, you're just because without what I know myself, what I've tried, um, it's just not going to happen. So, uh, but I do think they help, and we're going to talk more about some of the reasons on that. But mm-hmm. um, the you know at the end of the day, um, I think it's a beneficial thing.
1: Well, why don't you elaborate a, a little bit? Because a lot of people will follow your opinion, respect your opinion. So, so why don't you elaborate a little bit more on why you don't think that compound lifts. Uh, are the only answer that there has to be additional things done besides that.
0: Well, you know, again, they don't, you know, they don't develop all the muscles in the area. There are compound lifts, so they're going to affect a lot of the muscles. Okay. But certain muscles are going to be more impacted than others. So if, you know, for example, if you want nice, big, round shoulders, don't think just doing shoulder presses is going to solve the problem because i did that right here, right. and it will not it will not develop a nice set of round shoulders you've got to do other movements to to isolate and bring out those muscles that's just right. one example right um and then i also learned you know vince learned this very early on uh, in a nutshell that you know to develop different parts of the body you needed to do isolation exercises to bring that muscle out so it would you know Complement the other muscles and look really good uh, overall. Mm-hmm. And so, the isolation has to do that. But you know, if you look at people who do compound lifts, you're going to see that it's they have some shape, but they're not going to have the kind of shape that that you'd see from a little bodybuilding perspective, especially golden era bodybuilding eras. Mm-hmm. I mean, because it it was, you know, they didn't have a lot of equipment to work with either. Right. He came up with these isolation exercises to develop these muscles to get the full potential of the muscles. So, I would say to get the full potential, you've got to use it. you got to use both, in my opinion. So, okay, from my personal exp- experience.
1: Gotcha. All right. So, can you offer us some examples of those? <laughs>
0: All right. So, you know, like one big example would be when it came to doing leg development. Yeah, he, uh, he just threw squats under the bus. He says, all that's doing is expanding your hips and developing your butt. Because when you get down in a deep squat position and you come mm-hmm. up with a back squat because of where the weight is, yeah, it's going to engage the glutes because that's what helps you get you out of the hole when, you go, when you're starting to come up. So that mm-hmm. makes sense. And you know, obviously your hips are going to be involved with it either way. So he felt like he could get better quad development because he, he had this thing about turn of thighs. Uh, which was kind of a funny thing. He always talked about the kind of downgrade what other people were doing it. You know, were mm-hmm. big proponents of, of heavy squats, but he liked to use more isolation type squat movements like the Dillinger squat, the frog okay. squat, the sissy squat, especially, which I really love that. And then hack squats uh, versus anything regarding a back squat, because the, the stress is in the front of the body, which is going to put more stress on the quads. So, and I, I got to agree with him. Uh, I mean, I've done heavy back squats and you do get some leg development, but it's mm-hmm. more higher up in the thighs, in my opinion. So when you do these other movements, you're going to get more of the top of the quad, which is more towards the knee. And you really want that to get a full developed leg. So mm-hmm. I, 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 yeah I like that a lot. I think he was on the money with that. Then for chest, you know, he hated the bench press. He just felt like that's nothing but a shoulder uh, tricep exercise. And, you know, for me, that was true because my my father and my brother, one of my brothers, they would bench press and their chest would actually you know pop pretty good. And Arnold Schwarzenegger, his chest would seem to respond good with bench press. Mm-hmm. But for me, it it was it was not it wasn't working. You know, I got right, great right. strength in my triceps, my shoulders. So you know when Vince came out with the neck press again, more isolation, and then dumbbell presses, uh, and then dips. You know he, he developed a really nice. Nicely looking chest chess from that, and
1: mm-hmm. he was a
0: big fan of flies. And then, you know, the thing is with, with fly work now, you get all these experts and these uh, exercise physiologists and you know physical therapists say so don't do flies because mm-hmm. you're gonna tear your shoulders up. <clears throat> uh, I flat out disagree with that. I think if you do fly work properly and don't be stupid about it. It's one of the best chest developers there is. Not, I think Vince felt the same way because he had mm-hmm. it incorporated with everything related to his training. So,
2: hmm.
0: okay. he that. Then when it came to back, you know, he didn't have anybody doing deadlifts, but he had them doing different types of cable rows. And the way he had people do cable rows, which I found very interesting, is you would stretch all the way forward. I mean, you really stretch and then come back to a certain point to get the contraction. And early on when I was training, I had everybody, you know, like, oh, you're going to pull, you're going to pull your lower back doing that. You're going to pull your lower back doing that. I mean, just, you know, being ridiculous about it. So again, with those types of movements, um, you you get a full, you want a full range of motion. So there's nothing Mm -hmm. wrong with stretching all the way forward, but just don't get momentum going where it could pull your lower back. Yeah, if you do it stupid, you're going to injure yourself. Mm -hmm. So that's another thing that kind of irritates me with a lot of these people going around you know, like athlete, X, you know, don't do flies, don't do this, don't do that. Uh, but, you know, that's not true. It, it's very, right. those are very effective movements. And so some of his movements were thrown out of the bus being controversial. It's going to hurt you. All right. But he had great chin up movements, pull up movements, and then pull down movements that were different than what you see a lot of today. So, right, you know, I think that the way he designed those was really state of the art. Um, and then for shoulders, he was the king of lateral raises. I mean, he loved lateral raises and I'm going to tell you right now, if you don't do lateral raises, you're not going to build a nice round shoulder. It's Mm -hmm. just not (laughs) going to happen because there's just so many different angles to those, those muscles as they, as they strap around from the front to the, to the back. Mm -hmm. So, and then he, he came up with the back and forth press. So that was doing kind of a barbell press but he used it so it's going to affect both sides of the shoulders with the back and forth press. And then you had the Scott presses, which him and Larry, I guess Larry came up with and he kind of enforced it because they saw it working. Mm-hmm. And then in another one which was super controversial is upright rows. I mean, you got all these, you know, again, mm-hmm. you know, muscle expert specialist, blah, blah, blah. That like, you know, upright rows, impingement, impingement, you know, they start doing this impingement thing around. And again, this didn't have any problem with and the people he trained didn't have any problem with. So if you don't do it properly, yeah. Like any of you don't do it properly, you can hurt yourself. Okay? Right. So right. heavy compound lifts, don't do it properly. You're going to hurt yourself. So I was a big fan of these isolation exercises and I still am because they are very effective in work if done properly, mm-hmm. but you don't use super heavy weight because you don't need to. I mean, the muscles aren't that huge. Uh, then for triceps, you know, he did a lot of cable moves and dumbbell moves. Um, and he had the, the one that was the narrow grip neck press. Uh, I think my preference, though, is closed grip bench press. I think that mm-hmm. is a super bread and butter exercise. If you want some nice triceps, I just think that's a really the best way to go. <clears throat> but that neck press is a similar. He just has a little, your elbows a little bit differently positioned than a typical right. closed grip bench press. So they're both very effective. But again, these these were uniquely designed, uh, so you know they worked well. And then for biceps, he he created the drag curl and the perfect curl, and versus the barbell curl, you know he put a little more angle to it to act activate what he felt was more bicep. And on top of that, then they had the preacher curl to really work the bicep, uh, which you know again preacher curls are considered dangerous. Uh, mm-hmm. For different reasons because people if you don't do them right you do them stupid we let the weight fall down fast and then try to momentum use momentum yeah you're gonna hurt yourself i mean again you have to use and but nobody was doing that kind of stuff in vince's gym he had everybody doing good quality control movements moving the weight properly and that's what's important it's not about taking the weight from point a to point b it's about contracting the weight to get the activation of the muscle, which is what burns energy, which is what gets you the result. But you see so many people just using momentum. And that's one of the problems with CrossFit is they do a lot of momentum type of stuff, which I don't agree with, because you you are going to basically get hurt with that. But he came up with some great combinations on the different types of curls, too. So Mm -hmm. anyways, kind of a long-winded response to that.
1: (laughs) No, but but (laughs) I I am curious because – you know when you go to the gym you see a lot of people doing specific exercises and just off the top of my head and from what you mentioned so no bench press no back squats uh no shoulder press uh no no deadlifts um even barbell curls i'm sure there's even more i mean that's the deal right
0: well, those are the compound lists that you're typically going to hear about. Yeah, mm-hmm. so you know he didn't really use them, uh, or if he did, he didn't. He used them, and he didn't like them, so he just said, "I'm just going to do it this way." And at the end of the day, um, they work. So, um, you know, what are you going to what are you going to say to that?
1: Yeah, now, I mean, I could, yeah,
0: yeah. Well, I can mean, tell you that he, you know, none of the, you know, those exercises are not listed in any of his material
1: right any of it so <laughs> and, and and probably the most popular one is bench press i mean oh yeah. I, I right i mean everybody does a bench press well not everybody but you know when you go to the gym you see everybody doing the bench press cuz they think if i do a bench press i'm going to build my chest right so and it shows how strong i am that, yeah, I think the,
0: the, yeah. the bench press is more of a, uh, you know, in the old days, it's like, what's your bench, what's your bench? That
1: kind right, of right. Or, or what's
0: your, how heavy, you, what's your squat, how heavy you going, and what's your right. deadlift? Those were you know, associated with strength, okay? Uh, I don't think they're associated with developing muscle, but they're more about, well, how strong are you? So there could be mm-hmm. a lot of that, because I ran into that a lot when I was coming through, you know, as I was developing myself, people always ask me, well, how, how much can you bench? Right, and it's right. like, okay, well, and I could bench pretty good. I mean, I was doing 365 for like six reps. I only weighed 100, 180 pounds. Mm-hmm. So, you know, but it's doing nothing for my chest. So I'm sure Vince be going, dude, you're wasting your time. So when, right. I stopped, <laughs> when I stopped doing that, my chest started growing. But I did it by doing fly movements and then doing pressing movements because that activates so much more tissue. And got the chest to develop a lot more evenly, and to this mm-hmm. day, I you know I'm a strong believer in doing that. So, um, you yeah, know, anyway, that's my thoughts on that.
1: <laughs> so, Armin, in your opinion, should these compound lifts be a part of a training regimen?
0: Yeah, I think they should be. So, let me kind of explain why that is. Okay, okay. So one of the things that um, when you're when you're doing compound lifts, it is a challenge to activate. It's going to use a lot of different muscles, okay, which is fine, but it does allow your strength curve to slowly creep up too as you get better and better at it. Mm-hmm. So it's part of keeping, in my opinion, the muscle density and thickness of the overall uh, movement. Bam! But I would say the bench press is something that's going to vary from person to person since the, you know, my, per- how it worked for me. So obviously the neck press would be. You know, a better tool to use, but you're not going to use the same kind of weight that you would for regular bench press through the angle and how it affects the where it affects the shoulders. Right. So, right. but the thing you're getting with these heavy compound lifts, and again, you don't have to use them all the time, but it's it, it's good to incorporate, them, in my opinion, because of the amount of weight you're using does help with the, the muscle density and thickness, mm-hmm. and that's what and that's what you need if you want to have you know a good looking physique, you know, on the on if you want to have it really like some guys you'll see that have muscle but it won't be real thick and dense it'll show up but it won't be you know have that really deep striated look to it Mm -hmm. so that's kind of some that's one of the reasons why i think it's beneficial now with that being said i don't think you need to do them all the time Uh, and i think you need to do them very strategically because they do really affect your recovery because they're very demanding on the body so they Mm -hmm. do affect your recovery but the one last thing I will say is the other reason i like like a deadlift and some, you know, and regular squats, back squats from time to time, um, is because it does seem to stimulate your hormones more for right. whatever reason, the weight affects that affects the body. I would always notice that, um, myself by doing this kind of, kind of lifts. So I'm not saying the other ones wouldn't do that as well, but I seem to notice it with those when I was using them and yeah. I still use them from time to time.
1: Yeah. Do you think it's possible to build, you know, a great physique without him?
0: Oh, absolutely. It's already been done. I mean, Ben okay. did it and his, I mean, his clients did it and you know, Larry Scott did it. I mean, and there are guys I know that don't squat that have built great looking thighs. Like, for example, um, Lee LaBreda, uh, you know, he he had a great looking set of legs and uh, he didn't do squats. So we didn't have a well-developed butt to go with it because he mm-hmm. just used leg press. Maybe there's a reason for that but he did build, you know, you know, he got second to Mr. Olympia one time and a short guy. So yes, you can definitely build it. Um, and the thing with death, is probably the same thing. You don't necessarily have to do them, but you do need to train your back to get that, that quality thickness in it. So that maybe requires some, you know, some heavy rows, Mm -hmm. either through the cable or bent over rows, that kind of thing. And then obviously pull-ups are going to help with that too.
1: But yeah, you can definitely do it in my opinion. Okay. Well, we're running out of time. Any final thoughts to wrap up the segment?
0: Yeah, so I just want to conclude that yeah, I think it's a good idea to use everything out there. That way you see how it affects you and see how you respond to it. And then you can learn, okay, is this something I want to keep? Um, and then I change up how I use the compound movements myself as well. Mm-hmm. You know, for example, when I see a, you know, a lot of guys do deadlifts, they'll, they'll start with deadlifts. Um, and I don't feel you need to do that. I think it's better if you train your back really hard and then finish with deadlifts as an example okay the reason for that is because you've stimulated all this muscle from these other isolation movements and now you're going to call upon all of it together to do the compound movement and i felt like i got much better results from that so Hmm. doing doing it that way you know you might want to try that because it is very effective and yeah you're not going to use as much weight but weight is relative to building muscle Okay, because you just need, you need to stimulate fiber. That's all you need to do with the intensity. So, again, my opinion: using heavy weight is important for the muscle density and thickness. And the reason for that is because you need to affect those uh, white muscle fibers, the fast twitch muscle fibers. Mm-hmm. That's what gives you that look. And so, heavy weight does that because you really can hit total fatigue by using those types of lifts. Uh, and so, I trained very heavy for years, and when I was when I compete, guys are always looking at me. You know, based on my size, my frame. Well, how did you get so thick? Because I was, I was very thick, and so and they, they could kind of, they were surprised by that. But I think it had to do with doing some compound lifts and also training with heavy weight. So again, you want to use all the tools to your advantage, um, and you make sure they're working for you. And then that's how you, you just like, you know, I've been training for forty years, so I had to kind of figure it out. But these are things I've learned that I think are very helpful for other guys if you want to speed up your results. So anyways. (laughs)
1: Well, a lot of great information. um, And, uh, you know, hope you guys enjoyed that segment. Arm and I, we're going to take a quick break. Stand by for a quick word from NSP Nutrition. And Arm and I will be right back. NSP
0: Nutrition was founded by Vince Gironda during Bodybuilding's Golden Era. Vince wanted to supply his members with unique and nationally sourced supplements that would help accelerate their progress. NSP Nutrition stocks some of the same products it did when it first began in 1972. And you can discover our entire range of supplements and products at nspnutrition.com. Just use the code NSPSHOW at the checkout and save 10% on your first order. Hey, and welcome back to the NSP Nutrition Show. I'm Armin Echelbarger.
1: I'm Frank Mills. And hey, before we get started, you know, since we're going to talk about the difference between fish and cod liver oil, hey, I'm going to suggest to go on to NSPNutrition.com and get some cod liver oil. Uh, it's good stuff. What do you think, Armin?
0: Absolutely. I mean, it's it's a good. It, it, We're going to talk about the differences, but at the same time, there's a lot of benefits from cod liver oil versus any other type of fish oil. And you can make that decision as well. But uh,
1: there's a reason why we have that in stock. So log in and check out the cod liver oil. Get yours today from nspnutrition.com. And, you know, uh, that kind of brings the question. A lot of people are going to ask this. Now, I've tried several different fish oils. Mm-hmm. and some you know you get the burp syndrome and <laughs> that, that's not fun i know they have flavored ones and everything but just because it says fish oil does it make them all the same uh no they're not all
0: the same so okay. that's 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 a good point now, i will say this that you mentioned the burping yeah <laughs> so well, an easy way to fix that okay, okay? is to put the fish oil in the freezer so they're frozen. And when you take them, they're going to melt as they get down into the system and you'll have less belching.
1: Ah, On top
0: of that, there's another good takeaway is when you buy fish oil, no matter you get it from us or anybody else, once you open the fish oil, it's real important to keep it refrigerated. Okay. Because if you don't refrigerate it, it will slowly start to oxidize because it's an oil. Okay. So Keep that in mind. A lot of people they take the fish oil, they have it sitting in the counter as you can, as as you're using it, and you keep opening it up. It's going to slowly keep oxidizing, so you're losing some of the benefits. So if you keep it in the refrigerator, it helps to again being cold. You're less likely to belch it up. So either freeze it or put in the refrigerator, and you're going to get a lot better return uh, on your fish oil from that one
1: point. Hmm. Okay. So, Armin, the question is, where does plain fish oil come from? Because I'm sure a lot of people are curious about that. Yeah,
0: I mean, basically fish oil is extracted from tuna, herring, anchovies, mackerel, other fatty fish, you know, salmon, et cetera. Uh, That's where they get it from, which is kind of a no-brainer. So, just keep that straightforward on fish oil.
1: So, when we say cod liver oil, I'm just going to assume that it comes from the codfish or from the liver of the codfish? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. just want to make sure that. So what are the differences between the two? Yeah, good point.
0: Yeah. So what you need to understand is they both have omega-3 in them, okay, which is what you're looking mm-hmm. for. And we'll talk more about what fish does for you. But, okay. Um, the difference is between the two is with regular fish oil, you have EPA, DHA, DHA. Mm-hmm. And these are just okay. different fatty acids. Okay. With fish, with cod liver oil, that also has vitamin A and vitamin D. So you're getting other nutrients. It's a little more nutrient dense than mm-hmm. regular fish oil. And that's why NSP handles it because it does provide some other benefits.
1: Okay. Okay. So. Can we talk about, you know, kind of what those vitamins do?
0: Okay. Yeah. Good point. So, you okay. know, yeah, obviously they're fat soluble vitamins, so they're going to digest well already being with fish oil. So that's one good thing oh. to, to know if you're trying to digest vitamin A and vitamin D when it's in fish oil, it's going to digest. So it, it's an automatic for that. Okay, um, And then we know vitamin D is great for the immune system and it helps with, you know, your hormones, your hormone production but also something they feel like it can help prevent cancer, different types of cancer. It can help boost your mood. You uh, can aid in weight loss. It also helps with reducing triglycerides and cholesterol in general. Um, it can help. It really helps the inflammation and like things like arthritis, and rheumatoid arthritis, it can help suppress that to not, not be as bad or to you know, actually keep it from happening. Mm-hmm. depending and then you know with type 2 diabetes it helps with insulin insulin sensitivity it helps improve that and then because of that it being anti-inflammatory it helps with blood pressure so you know vitamin d is really an important uh, vitamin to have in your system and then with vitamin a i mean you know obviously when you're younger it's critical for development but it also is important to help with the immune system mm-hmm. uh, re- you know reproduction uh growth and development in in general okay and then it's pretty critical with helping with your heart lungs and other organs to to work properly so Hmm. you'll need a lot of it but at the same time it's very beneficial for you to make sure you're you know functioning at a high level
1: well the one thing i can tell you is from the cod liver oil that i take from nsp i don't have that burping problem anymore Uh, (laughs) um You know, yeah, they're
0: pretty small. Uh, they're small and go down the pipe pretty easy.
1: Yeah, never had the problem with that. And when I took other fish oils, I did, but when I take the cod liver oil, I don't have that problem. But Armin, are there other benefits of cod liver oil?
0: Yeah, I mean it's a it's a really dense nutrient for fish oil, but also what some of the research has shown that it can help with the uh, you know if you're having thinning hair problems. Uh, mm-hmm. It's it seems to be helping with uh, to reverse it. So um, mm-hmm. they're saying that uh, it helps stimulate more hair follicle growth to, on your scalp to you know, help hair grow quicker. So that's just you know the, some quick things that have been noticed in the studies regarding colour oil So if you've got a thinning hair problem, this would be something to also incorporate. And, and you want to have fish oil in your diet anyways. You know, and, and we're going to talk about you know, the differences on that, but you definitely want to have it. <laughs>
1: So, so Armin, with the whole thing with the omega threes, uh, do we need either of these fish oils? Yeah, absolutely. So, okay.
0: Here's the thing: if you're eating a lot of fish, um, then you're going to be getting a good amount of omega three, okay, these fatty acids. But what people need to understand is the way fish oil helps you, whether yes. it's cod liver oil or regular fish oil is it helps make the cell walls soft, supple, and sticky. So what this does is when your hormones are secreting, okay, like insulin and and your other hormones, they can go to the receptor sites of the cell they're traveling to, and then they stick because it's Hmm. a sticky surface. So that allows them to penetrate the cell and to do the work. So what happens over time as we age and your proteins and sugars get tangled up, it causes the cell walls if you're not getting an official it become stiff and like a sheet of glass and so when they become stiff and unflexible so then when the hormones go to the surface they don't attach as well so they can actually they're not going to do their work as well and so what ends up causing is uh, wrinkling and other uh, you know you know glycation issues so which are not good so this helps prevent that and it does re- it really improves, keeping inflammation down so it helps with muscle soreness it helps with being flexible you know if you don't get enough fish oil, you're going to be waking up stiffer in the morning
2: mm-hmm. over
0: time and i think we've all kind of been through that so right. it, it helps with these different uh, areas and so that's why you need to incorporate it and it helps with triglycerides and then your 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 uh, cholesterol profile so Absolutely. it helps to thin the blood so by thinning the blood you're going to have less blood pressure issues, less cholesterol issues, you, know, you know, potential cholesterol issues. Now, cholesterol is a whole other topic, but it, at the end of the day, it can help improve your profile. So, and you definitely want to incorporate it into your diet, at least at some level, because
1: it's mm-hmm. going to help you. Absolutely. Now, you know, Armin, you were, uh, a part of and working with NSP long before I came to the picture but yeah. when you and i met you introduced me to their supplements and a lot of people may not understand or realize this but nsp stands for naturally sourced is products, it pro- products. I, yeah. I i i want to make sure i got that right <laughs> but naturally sourced is the key and yeah. i was taking a lot of different supplements and i just never felt like i thought i should feel armin introduced me to nsp the supplements I take, the majority of them are NSP products. And it's been life-changing for me. And, the and, and you know, the cod liver oil is just one of them. Right. Uh, all of the products are natural. They're all high quality. And they are life-changing when you take them. So I, I can say it because I take them. Um, but, Same here. <laughs> you know, a- absolutely. Well, Armin, we're running out of time. Any final thoughts on cod liver oil?
0: Uh, one thing I will also say, you can take regular fish oil and cod liver oil if you'd like. So, because you can, you know, like for training, you know, I've talked about it maybe in the in the past with one of the other shows. But I like to do about five grams of fish oil, which is a high amount, but at the same time, when you're training, you'll use it. So you can combine them. Okay, so you can combine regular fish oil mm-hmm. with cod liver oil and get the benefits there. So you're getting the vitamin A and D, and then also you know, the adequate amount of fish oil that you want to take. So but as you can tell, I mean, cod liver oil is a strong product because right. it has, it's very nutrient dense and that's why, that's why NSP carries that versus regular fish oil, you know, regular fish oil is kind of a, a price war. So we don't want to get into that. We'd rather focus on a, you know, a high quality oil. So that's why they, they don't carry regular fish oil because you can mm-hmm. get that a lot of places. So one thing I want to say on that is when it comes to buying fish oil, okay, make sure if you're not buying our type of fish oil, any the brand you're buying, make sure it's micronized. And what that means is being filtered, because if it's not filtered, then you're going to be accumulating the heavy metals that come from these big fish that they extract the fish oil from. And if and you don't want that to happen, because heavy metals can become toxic to the system and create mm-hmm. a lot of problems. And if you've been having a lot of fish, and especially large type fish, and you eat a lot of it, you sh- I also want to suggest you have a heavy metals test done. To see how you're doing because you'd be surprised how that builds up in your system because wow it's in fat and it's because it's in fat it stores and doesn't necessarily get out of your system like it should so another tip on that
1: well armin a lot of great information and uh you know boy a lot to learn here today on the nsp nutrition show look forward to doing it again next week but you know we want everybody to get those topics in yeah. And we want to have a contest winner next week. So what do you think?
0: i uh, looking forward to it. It's going to be great. You know, get a good topic and we can, again, help more people out because I'm sure they have a similar question. So looking forward to it for sure. So
1: again, you can email us at support at nspnutrition.com. You can comment on the YouTube channel under yep. the show segment. Armin's reviewing those and gathering all that information. Or like I said, you can scan the QR codes and text her, email us directly. But uh, thanks to everyone for joining. Whether you're watching or listening, we appreciate you very much. And join Armin and I next week for a brand new episode of the NSP Nutrition Show.